welcome back to Sound Pollution, an independent music podcast. I uh, know I've been MIA, and like everybody else, I'm really struggling this year, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, I guess I'm just really struggling with the year. I touched on that briefly on my first Facebook Live um, and extended apologies to not only people waiting on music from me, but listeners waiting on episodes for me, people waiting on me to edit, um, you know, bear with me. I've already started recording things for next year. Um, editing this particular episode actually with the guys from RMA gave me the idea that I need to find a way to present like funny outtakes, little stories, things like that, that don't make it to the episode. So look forward to that next for next year. If you know anybody who would like to be on the podcast or think would be a great fit, any independent musicians out there, send them my info, soundpollutionpodcast at gmail.com, at soundpollutionpodcast on most social media. And I, I hope you really enjoy the show. I get to touch base again with the guys from RMA, uh, including Andy Serber, Eric Worley, and Thumper Salyer. All of them are really, really talented. And they gave me an extremely long amount of their time. It wasn't necessary, but I kept getting derailed. I think a couple of us might have been drinking. Um, there were some great funny outtakes, again, that are not going to make it in this episode. I really hope you enjoy it. I, of course, um, am going to throw in some of the music that these gentlemen have done before. There was a track from Andy. There's a track from Eric. And then there is a track from Thumper. Um, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes with these with these guys, you know, please do so. Anytime you listen and somebody hears it or you share it and somebody hears it, that really helps out these independent musicians. And right now, with us not being able to play live, with a lot of people going back down into second lockdowns, anything that helps the art community, whether it's music, painting, you know, writing, anything that helps these people who typically make a living entertaining you and making you happy is helpful. So share this episode, share previous episodes, you know, uh, go on to my website and there's a link for that below. You know, I include all their social media, all their websites, you know, show them some love. Sometimes, you know, we can't help financially because we're all struggling. But we can still say, hey, your song meant something or I hope you're doing OK or share one of their tracks, share a YouTube video. You know, times are rough for everybody and and independent artists are not any different. We're all struggling. So help each other out and enjoy this episode. We had a lot of fun. Can you hear me now? Yes. By golly, what did I say? Is everybody still there? I'm here. I'm here. So, I'm a little bit out of practice, guys. You know, I kind of took a moment. So are we. I'm going to start this off. So, just tell everybody, like each of you, say who you are. Okay, I'll get started. Thank I'm you. I'm off Music Alliance. I'm Tupper Sawyer. I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm Eric Wartley, Rock House Music Alliance, and the genius and the brains behind everything. Okay. He is the brains behind the whole operation. So what have you guys been doing over this? Oh, God, I don't even want to give life to the name over 20, since quarantine, I guess. Hey, 2020 has <laughs> been a strange year for us. It's It's been rough. Um. 
we ain't played a show. We put out a couple singles over through throughout this process. It's been kind of rough for us. Um, we've been doing a lot of writing. We've been done, doing a lot of planning and things that we want to do. But, you know, as it goes in the music business, you just don't have – if you don't have the capital to, to go and finance your recording and, and the things that you're doing, and we generate that by going out and playing shows, it's just really hard to uh, – it's really hard to keep going. But now we're committed. When things open up, when we get over the – the pandemic and everything else, the silver lining in, in what we've done is we do have some material that we're working on. So have you guys been getting together and writing then? Are you still writing at, you guys write at Andy's, right? Uh, sometimes we write at the wrong place and then, and then, you know, we'll get together and, and bring the ideas forward and stuff like that. I mean, we just kind of roll with it. Whatever comes up is kind of what we do. Well, we've got together a few times over the quarantine, but we've not had a chance to really get together as much as we should have or as much as we'd like. Well, that's because Eric went and had a baby. Hey, did little couple. four months. He is he's, so damn cute. He's the cutest little fella I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I just saw the video of you, him listening to uh, ACDC for the first time. Yeah, he liked Good, yeah, he did. He doesn't like country, so that's kind of disappointing. I used to hate country music, and now it's the kind of music I want to write. So we just got to grow into it sometimes. Now, wait a minute. Are we talking country or are we talking mainstream country? Which country? I need you to clarify. Either clarify. one. Either one. Okay. I huh? used to hate it. He doesn't like Johnny Cash. <gasps> oh, no. He gets mad when you play Johnny Cash. What? He might not be mine. He might. <laughs> <laughs> be judging. <laughs> well, oh, you're talking about the baby. I thought you were talking about Andy. I was like, Andy, we can't be friends. No, no, I'm all about the Johnny Cash. <laughs> I was like, I got to redo that demo shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, I'm all about I had a truck we called the Johnny Cash Mobile one time. It was solid black, all blacked out. Uh, I can see that. Thumper liked to kill me in that truck. 250 Ooh. Turbo. 250 Turbo. Yeah, it's an F-250 turbo. We was back in our younger days, you know, back when we was wild and such. <laughs> we was over this kind of party and there, I guess, about an hour or so away from, away from the original rock house up there. And mm. I got myself too drunk to drive. And mm-hmm. I go back home and I said, well, if we're going home, I said, you're going to have to drive because I can't do it. I hate hey, driving. He hates driving and he got mad at me because it made him drive. And he got in that thing, and we was coming over these old country mountain roads. I mean, they was twisty and turny and this and that and the other. Hey, thump lit that turbo up, coming out of Tennessee, and it never quit till we pulled in the driveway. Pedal <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> I sat over a holler at him. I said, Teague, you're going to kill us. You're going to kill us. He said, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rolling. We got out. And... I swear I don't believe I've been, I've been through two wars and three wives, and I've never got out of a beat to kiss the ground as much as I did. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Here I stand, broken pieces. Of a shattered 
of reason in those situations. No shit. <laughs> when I'm working, then I'm laser focused on what we're doing with working. But when we get done and it's party time, all the stops come out and Thump has to be the voice of reason. If Whirly's there, Thump will pull a few stops out and then Whirly's the voice of reason. So that's kind of the hierarchy of, of the way it goes. I'm the, like, complete idiot. And Thump is somewhat idiotic. And then Whirly always, he's always got it locked down. He's, you know, he knows what he's doing. Eric, what's it like being a new, is this your, this isn't your first baby, is it? It is. It is. Oh, how's that going? Not bad. Yeah? Yeah. He, he hasn't cried. What? He hasn't cried. He, he doesn't cry. So he doesn't take up for you? No. <laughs> Not in the least. Sleeping through the night? He is now. He wasn't there first, but he is now. No, they awesome. never first. Awesome. How often does he poop? Thanks, Eric. How often does he what? How often does he poop his pants? Far less than me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he does say that. He, he gives us a good one about once every three days. Good Lord. Well, oh, man, I'm grumpy after two. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Mm-mm. I'm not waiting. Me and Andy are, is there a toilet on the bus kind of guys? That's the way we roll. I'll tell you something. All bands are on drugs. Like, it, it's, just, it's just what kind of drugs you are, you're on. So when we go out on the road, it's ibuprofen and emodium. Like, yeah. that's our <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> you know, everybody else gets into the cocaine and the heroin and that. Nah, we're just we're just ibuprofen and emodium. Maybe a drink you're, or two every time again. You're getting and up there. Of Pepto. I'm a Tums girl. Oh, Tums is great. Hey, I've got a brilliant idea. I feel like they should make Tums in a gummy so it ain't so damn chalky. They do. Yeah, they make it that way, man. Well, why the hell didn't y'all tell me about that shit like five years ago? <laughs> it's like two, it's like dissolvable bubble gum. You can get those. It's like chewing bubble gum and it just dissolves. Actually, the chalky's better though. I'm just gonna let you know. Yeah, it works better. Well, you, my dreams. Sorry. I'm, I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert. I've, I've been through a rough time. I was trying to do the right thing, you know, and uh, I kind of dug in there and was and was trying to trying to be good and things didn't work out and that happens but you know the, the flip side of that is sometimes when you think your world's crushing down and you know you've lost everything and and off it goes you wind up in a situation to where it's far better than what you ever thought it could be to begin with 
See, you're one of those people that give me hope because I'm still waiting. Well, I I never saw it coming. Didn't expect it. Uh, didn't know that that was that was even a possibility. And, and then uh, it was like surprise. Yeah, yeah. As I mean, it's worked out great. We we do a lot of cool stuff together. We go on trips and and hang out, and she supports my music. And you know, that's always a thing with the relationship, especially when you're a musician. You know, a lot of a lot of people don't understand that aspect of it. And uh, this is a uh, this is something new for me to have to have that support to where, you know, I've got somebody that, that encourages me to get out and do what I need to do and to go play shows and, and those kind of things. So it's been a it's been an interesting thing and like I say, uh, when I get a chance to get with the boys and we we get a little bourbon in us and whatnot, we'll probably sit down and write a write a pretty killer song out of this situation because it's just one of them things that just uh it blindsides you. You don't expect it coming and Ain't, ain't necessarily even trying to make that happen, but sometimes when it does, you just roll with it and, and let it be what it is, and it's worked out good for me. Did you lose a couch? Well, it was your couch, but yes, I did lose a couch. Another <laughs> couch down. Another couch down? In this case, I, I lost Whirly's couch. <laughs> no, no, I gave it to you. So well, it was yours. It was still your couch, but yeah, yeah, I did lose that couch. It was a fantastic couch too, but I, I did lose that couch in the <laughs> scenario. <laughs> So 
All right. Well, Thumper, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> okay. You can say not a fucking thing. Praying for 2020 to be over. We're all there. What was the line that I said last time we was in the studio when we was doing that Johnny Cash thing? Sitting on my ass for three months. Oh, yeah. No. He says, here I'm sitting, I've been smoking cigarettes for 30 minutes and y'all want to sing me, want me to sing in E? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That about sums it up. Actually, I've been putting a few songs together. And I send I send them little tidbits every now and then. They're like, no, try again. But, <laughs> but I've been putting a few things together. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and Andy, you already told us things have been crazy, but it, it's worked out in your favor. So you guys are writing. When are you expecting um, new releases to come out? Well, that's not that's not we haven't told you about just yet, and uh, it's a perfect opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, we've actually picked up another artist. Yes. And, uh, and we're pretty excited about this guy. He's uh, he's a country artist. His name is Kobe Say. He he's a real good vocalist. I mean, this guy has uh, he's got that that same edge that uh, that Thumper and Eric have, you know, to where. When he sings, you pay attention. And, uh, and I've talked to, uh, Thumper and Eric both about that, and they're going to do some producing on the the singles that we're going to be coming out with Kobe. So, you know, we're writing material, um, you know, for, for us to release, and we'll be working on that. And we do have a couple things in the hopper. You know, we've got this Johnny Cash thing that's got, that we're going to be coming out with. You know, even though things have been kind of slow and we've been in a slump and everything else, we're still making progress. And, and like I say, we're pretty happy to have Kobe on board. Um, he, he brings a more, uh, he brings a more modern vibe uh, to the label than, than what we've had, but he's still in line with keeping it traditional country. He falls in that, Brooks and Dunn kind of category. Um, he can, uh, just really get it, get in and, uh, and get after it. Uh, he actually did a, hmm. did a version of Cover Me Up by Morgan Wallen. And, uh, he was over at the studio the other day talking to me and we were kind of talking about the particulars and details of what we wanted to do and things like that. And he, he played that for me. And, uh, I can tell you that once, once Eric and Thumper get a chance to sit with him in the studio and the, everybody works their magic, there's going to be some good stuff coming out from Kobe too. So, so that's some good news that, that we're looking forward to and especially to be expanding yeah. during this time, you know, and, and adding artists and things like that, which I mean, now's the time to do it. I mean, we've got time to get in the studio. We're not all trying to mix schedules and out playing shows and things like that. So. Uh, Thumper and Eric, how are, are you guys looking forward to producing somebody new and writing with somebody new? Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've got to interact with anybody new in the music, in the music world, so yeah, it's gonna be great. Awesome. I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of that. I mean... I wanna hear his voice. I'll send you something. 
I, I, I can't get... release anything just yet, but uh, uh, but I, I'll see. Yeah, he's got a great well, voice. Another bloodshot Monday morning Standing in the door I don't think I like this place Anymore If you're not here All the beauty seemed to disappear I've tried to go doesn't help at all I drank St. Louis dry I only seen the fall It happens every time I can't seem to get you off my mind Yeah, I've searched this whole town over Nothing seems to ease the pain I keep going on Just so Somewhere for us to stay You know it's been hell We'd be better off somewhere else Little Johnny ask about you All the time Says for me to tell you that you're Always on his mind He said that's your favorite song You should see how far he's come along And I would give anything If I could touch you just one more time with me a while you would come back home Oh, just like you were never gone Now talking to this granite slab seems so harsh and cold Johnny says it's time to go We've got to carry on these flowers to sing Did you say something or was that just the wind 
would trade anything Just to hear your sweet voice one more time I keep calling your name Just so you What else have you guys had going on? Any funny stories for me? Oh, we've got tons. Hey, any new funny stories for me? Tell us one, T. You got you know all of them. Me? Not no new ones. I've been strapped down on a hospital gurney for the past two weeks. Whoa, what happened? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm still alive. All what right. You didn't get the Rona. No, thank God. Okay. Hey, I thought I had it. I had to go to get tested a couple of days ago. I saw that. I was like, oh, no. And, yeah. then Thumper, and then Thumper made me laugh. He was like, what would you say about falling out of bed? And he said something about Viagra, and it was hilarious. <laughs> we do that all the time. Thumper's seen the. You know, he's seen my post. I had a picture of a Powerade. And, I saw and, it. And I saw it. And then they, there was a pill bottle there, so Thump, he wanted to get on there, you know, poke at me a little bit. And he was like, I get the Powerade and the disinfectant. <laughs> like well, in typical fashion, I just jumped on there and responded. I said, well, Thump, it keeps me from rolling out of the bed. <laughs> I do have a good story to tell you. Me and Thump. For whatever reason, when we graduated high school, we had it in our mind that we was just going to drive down to Nashville, and by God, we would go down and get a record deal, and it was just that day. So we did that, and I had this old van. It was an old Oldsmobile silhouette van. You know the one. Time out. Is this the same van that somebody knocked themselves out on last time we talked? This is the same van that knocked Whirly out. Yes, ma'am. The same I van. I have no recollection of that. I'm sure you don't. The same van. You know, it was the kind that had the windshield that was nine foot long, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think this was back, it was what, 2000? Like, it was long to 20 years ago. Yeah. We might have had $200 between us. You know, we pulled all our money together, throw the guitars in the van. We had some old sleeping bags because we didn't think we could afford a hotel room. So we was like, oh, we'll just park and stay in the van, you know. Mm-hmm. We run down there. The night we left, <laughs> we drove 55-mile hour on cruise all the way down there and listened to Janis Joplin because we didn't want to get there too early. We didn't have no money for a room or nothing, <laughs> and there wasn't nothing to do. 
So we rode down there, and we're riding down the road, and we're singing Janis Joplin tunes and this and that and the other. And Thump told me, he said, we need to stay at the family inn. He said, we, they said they're, che- they're cheap, you know. We can, we can get a room for cheap there. I said, all right, well, we'll try it. Well, I'll be down. We roll into the outskirts of Nashville, and there's a big sign for the family inn. I said, that's us right there, T. I said, let's, let's pull her in. We'll get us room. We'll be good. But that was looking fantastic. Everything 50 miles outside of Nashville. So I said, damn hell, how'd we make it? Couldn't get no room. Didn't have a lot of money for a room. So we wound up just riding around Nashville. And as we was riding around Nashville, you know, these people on the streets playing and this and that and the other. We'd roll the windows down, kind of listen as we was riding by. And thought, look at me. He said, damn, they're about 10 times better than we are. And they're on the damn street. I said, oh, shit, what are we going to do? So we ride around, ride around. Found this old place called the Midway Motel. And uh we went in there and I give this old fella a sad story. I said, man, we're trying to trying to get started in music. We ain't got no money. I said, we just need a room. And he said, well, I'm not booked up. And you can imagine what kind of a motel it was. I mean, it was rugged. And I think, was it, T? We got like three or four nights for 40 or $50, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was real cheap. Yeah. So we did that. We went to the grocery store, got us a pack of bologna and a loaf of bread and some Mountain Dew. There we sat down there. And we ended up talking this little old tiny studio. We recorded a song down there, so we didn't we didn't bust. We didn't bust out. But hey, we yeah. went to label on Music Row and physically got thrown out every label. Uh, yeah, we got thrown out of every bar down there too, but uh. <laughs> for completely different reasons. <laughs> Well, we were like only 18 at the time, so. I'm going to have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got mad on us. I mean, we we got a life lesson right there. You know, we set out and we was bad asses and we was going to go down there and, and do this thing. And we got down there and we seen how hard life was and, and the way that it worked. And uh, come up to the point that we was out of money. We had to find a way to get back. We didn't have no gas in the van, playing on the streets, and there wasn't nobody to give a damn about us because we wasn't that damn good. You know, we was in bad shape. We was at, the, at one point in time, we went and tried to get an interview at an ice cream factory. <laughs> damn, if they wouldn't even talk to us. I mean, wouldn't let us in. I said, what the hell have we done to y'all down here in Nashville? I said, every time we walk in a damn door, there's a security guard taking us right the hell back out. <laughs> I mean, crazy damn thing. So I got the idea to palm my guitar. I said, well, I'll palm my guitar. We'll get enough gas. Oh, no. Well, I run down to every phone shop we could find. And of course, you're palming the guitar in Nashville. They're going to give you $15, $20 for it. And I'm like, that ain't going to get us back. <laughs> I was raising hell. He's like, don't pawn your damn guitar. We'll figure it out. We'll figure right. it out. So I ended up not pawning my guitar. And lo and behold, called my grandma. Oh, mama. I called yeah. my I said, hey, I said, we're in rough shape down here. I said, we got to try to get home. She said, your music career ain't working out. I said, no, it ain't working out. Right now, I ain't the time to chew my ass about it. <laughs> You're like, I just need to get home. 
We'd probably get home. We had a little CD that we'd recorded there. You know, we did one song on the CD, and we had that, so we, we've done that. She wired us $200 down there for us to get home. We went and got the $200 from Western Union and uh, trucked her tail between her legs, and we, we come on back to Saltville. But uh, that, was a, that was a story that I'll never forget. That was a life lesson. That was an experience that I wouldn't trade nothing for because – you know, education ain't cheap. We learned a whole lot on that trip right there about the music business and about the way things go and this and the other. And we've tied that into to what we're doing is that's what we do with RMA is, you know, you don't have to have hundreds and thousands of dollars of backing to come record with us. If you want to make good no. music, make good music. And that's what we're looking for. so much for stopping by to listen to this episode of sound pollution i hope you enjoyed it all the information about the artists on rma can be found down below in the description feel free to like and share the episode it helps this podcast and it helps the independent artists as well i hope everybody has a good holiday season and a good rest of the year and i look forward to sharing new independent artists with you in 2021 have a great rest of the year and remember to make some noise mm-hmm.